Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games for the Game Pass Collection. Bring you three new perspectives from varying skill range. I am the king of this empire. Andrew, with me, our jester that no one finds funny, Keith. It's funny because it's true. Hello. And with us, of course, the queen of noobs, Liz. What a title. Hey, guys. And this week, we decided to check out Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition which has now hit Xbox consoles. It has been on Game Pass for a while, but we figured, you know, heck, let's check this out now that it's on consoles. But Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition, well, the original Age of Empires 2 is originally from the unfortunately deceased Ensemble Studios, but the Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition was remastered from Forgotten Empires and Tantalus and Wicked Witch. There's been a bunch of people that actually had their hand in this game, but it looks like Forgotten Empires is the biggest developer. But if you don't know, if you've been living under the rock, Age of Empires 2 is just about the godfather of all real-time strategy games. Well, I mean, I guess you could argue the first Age of Empires. But Age of Empires 2 is just a cult classic. If you have not played this game, it's it's well worth your time. But Age of Empires 2, as I said, it's a real-time strategy game where you are playing through various empires through the feudal era going throughout history, playing through these different campaigns and seeing how some of these nations rose and or fell. And you get to relive some of the historical battles or go online and challenge your friends. But going around, Keith, did we finally get a game for you this year? You know what? You know what, Liz? You 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 put a challenge out for me last week. You were <laughs> you were sassy about it. Maybe it's not last week. I don't know where our episodes lie anymore. We're all over the place. But anyways, you you recently challenged me that you you didn't think I was gonna like this one. And you know what? Not only did I like this, I'm gonna call it a definite game. Wait, did I say that? I don't remember saying that you, you wouldn't like it. I don't. Generation, her Generation Zero episode. You were like, you, I don't you think were you asking Keith. Yeah, you kind of gave me a, a sassy question about about how you thought I was going to like this one. Me? Sassy? I know. I don't it's, believe it. <laughs> it's hard to believe, but you were that one time, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Liz? It's a game for me. I It didn't really hook me too much. Like, I would play it, but I, I didn't really want to keep playing it. And it's funny because, like, I... Started, did this come out in the, the Age of Empires? Did that come out in like the 90s? 98, yeah. I believe, was the original release. I remember having the disc and everything in the 90s, and um, I, I loved it back then. So I was a little surprised that, I wouldn't say lukewarm, but I wasn't I wasn't uh, super excited every time I played. But it's still a game. I mean, it's like, but I don't know like how much of it is like nostalgia or, I don't know. So it's a game, but it's not a, it's not a definite game for me. Well, I'm with Keith. This is a definite game. It blows my mind that you weren't... I thought you were going to love this, Liz. So, Me too. Because, yeah, you, like you said, I remember when we first started dating, we were like, oh, yeah, I played a few video games. The two you mentioned were Mortal Kombat and Age of Empires. Mm-hmm. They were like the two big ones that you said you played. So then when this was finally coming onto our console, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, Liz is going to get into this again. But, but yeah, this is a definite game for me. Uh, Age of Empires 2, I've been playing a ton of. Like I said, it's it's been on Game Pass PC. And so this actually has been normally one of my another one of my editing games. Whenever I edit the podcast, I'll boot this up and play it. There's just a lot here. Like if you're playing the campaign, the campaign is absolutely massive. And then you can just find endless fun playing multiplayer. 
So if you have never checked out Age of Empires 2, you definitely need to check this out. Because, you know, we're going to get into it. But uh, I, I thought the controller integration was phenomenal. But uh, before we get to that, though, let's get into the story of Age of Empires 2. So as I said, you know, it's, it's a, this is a real-time strategy game, top-down, classic old-school real-time strategy game. You got peasants building buildings, you're building your army, you're crushing your enemies. But the as far as the campaign goes, you know, as I said, you're playing through various campaigns with its... You know, the, the Mongols, the Japanese, the Chinese, the Spanish. Like, there's God, well over, I'd probably say, like, 40 races. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if any of you counted or, or looked up. But then, of course, there's some DLC ones you can get as well. Yeah. But wow. every single one has their own campaign. And each campaign varies between, like, six to ten missions. And each of those will, will probably take you about 45 to an hour. Like, there's just a lot of content when it comes to the campaign. And I I don't know about you guys, but I love history. Like like history buffs like run through my family. My uncle's actually like a professor of history, but I always love just these old stories and I I swear I learn more from video games than I've learned from school. And this game is a perfect example of it. Like a lot of these stories like when you're going through the campaign they're you know, you're playing a role of a certain general and they're explaining some of the stories that are going on. A lot of these are like, there's no way this happened. I Googled, like, I Googled some of these and it's just like, this is crazy. This is actually like a real story. Obviously, some of them are slightly tweaked for gameplay reasons, but I think the stories are super cool. I mean, they had Dracula, I mean, which is, uh, or Vlad the Impaler Vlad or whatever. Vlad the Impaler, yeah, who's um, like Joan of Arc. But I feel like whenever <laughs> they would show the cutscenes at the beginning, I, it's always depressing, you know? It's like, I mean, obviously, even nowadays, like, there are so many people that just like to kill other people. But the scale that, you know, in history. It's, yeah. And also, like, I feel like there's a lot of TV shows and movies that show, like, olden times. And they, they glamorize it so much. And it's just like... It sucked. Like if you're a woman, like in a lot of the ages that they um that they had in this game, just like no, and especially if you were poor. Yeah, just being a peasant was just yeah. But yeah, if you watch those, I was like, oh, I wonder what it's like back then. It's just like awful, yeah, awful. And like yeah, so I don't know. All the stories were just like ugh, I don't know. I do like history, but it's just like when it, the, I maybe it's just the way that I went about it. No, because all of them are. It's all about killing people. <laughs> So, um, I did enjoy it, but the campaign itself, I didn't, I kept bouncing around because I hated the ones where you had to keep people alive and if you went the wrong route, like you would get killed. Like I like the skirmish aspect of the game. Um, so for me, the campaign was probably my least favorite, even though I did enjoy the stories. I just hated the first couple missions. I mean, yeah, the unfortunate truth is, you know, history is very, is very gross, but people some of the stories are also just like really impressive. Like Starting off the Joan of Arc story, like it's kind of crazy. It's just like she was like fourteen years old. She was just like a like a generic maiden, and she ended up like leading the entire French army and kind of getting them to victory. It's just it's like what crazy. happened to her though. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 like that's the sad part about it. She kind of you know done dirty and just kind of left out to dry. But that's what I love. I love like just hearing these stories. Like they're very cool. They make it more interesting to play the campaign. Yeah. And I actually really did like the the detail that went to the cutscenes and stuff. And 
Oh, that's way too early to talk about voice acting and stuff, how they change the different accents and stuff. Yeah. So I did like that that part. I did like the storytelling. Yeah, the storytelling, like like you said, it is history is very gross. But at least in this game, though, it's very age appropriate. I just love that line. Andrew, <laughs> history is gross. <laughs> I mean, it is. But at least I never felt bad kind of playing this in front of my daughter. Like, it's just really little pixelated guys dying. And like, at least the cutscenes are just, they're always told in a black and white ink picture. And they're generally not very graphic. So you're not really afraid of something very gory or grotesque to be displayed on the screen. But, which is good, because, yeah, history can be a little rough. Yeah, it's told in a, I mean, fairly, I don't want to say classical, I guess, type of fashion. It's, like, very proper, the way the stories are being told to you, and there's not cursing in the game. So, yeah, like you said, it can be played in front of kids. If anything, they're just going to look at it and be like, this is boring. It's not a lot of flashing lights. There's just a lot of little people moving around the screen. It's, it's not interesting to watch if you don't know what's going on. Uh, kids can find it interesting. You're building walls. Uh, that That's pretty big with kids in Fortnite, so... I, I mean... To a four-year-old, that actually could be entertaining. I'm, I'm not going to say you're wrong. Um, and like in Minecraft, you know, you're in this game, you're mining minerals. Like, come on. Sure, Fortnite and Minecraft is is basically <laughs> Age of Empires now. I mean, you did say <laughs> that's where they got it from. You did this say there's like a, a BR mode, or there used to be at least. So I guess there used to be. I, yeah, I don't maybe, know if I could find it anymore. Maybe there's something to be said for that. But yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it's. It, funny because you know we we have my joke about me and story, but it wasn't because of the story that I didn't care. But I didn't. I only played maybe three of the campaigns, and I didn't go through all of them. Um, so I I was only half invested in the story. I I do agree. I think it's awesome that they're historically accurate, and I think it adds an element to the game. But you can definitely skip without them. It can help to some context for sure. Well, semi-historically accurate. Well, semi-historically accurate, but... Yeah. Some stuff is a little changed for gameplay reasons. And and understandably so. But yeah, it's it's interesting enough, and I do like that it's there. I definitely watched some of the cutscenes, but all in all, I was kind of just trying to jump into the gameplay myself. Or generally, yeah. at least. But, uh, yeah, let's get into the gameplay. So, the big thing with this, obviously, as you said, this is now finally on the Xbox console, which... I feel like we've been saying on this podcast for the longest time that we've been wanting this. Like, just really start releasing PC games on the Xbox console. Let us hook up a mouse and keyboard and play it. But, I, which, that's what I was expecting. When they originally announced that Age of Empires was coming to console, I was like, sweet. Just put up a mouse and keyboard and just play it. But no, they added full controller support. And what did you guys think? How did you guys feel the uh, controller worked with this game? I was confused at first. Like, genuinely, like, when it was, like, hit um, right stick... I everything left my brain and I just I was just smashing buttons. <laughs> I think that's more like a me thing though. That's so generally how you play video games. Yeah, well you had to help me a little bit at the beginning cuz I was like, "Andrew, I don't remember how to get up Which the never town center." To oh hush. <laughs> um so I once I got it though, easy peasy. Like I was multitasking like it it, it was it was a breeze. I loved the controller support like i fully agree with you liz it is surprisingly complicated but it does make sense because anytime you've played a real-time strategy game on the console the game almost always is built from the ground up for console so the controls like make sense 
Base building is usually relatively simple. Case of point, Halo Wars, you know, here's your basic plot of lands. You could build a handful of structures. There you go. But, you know, this game was not made for console. This is a PC port brought over, and they designed the controller to try to work for it. And I think it works really well. It's very confusing at first, because when it first came up, they're like, oh, learn how to play. At first, I was going to skip it. I was like, I've been playing Age of Empires forever. I know what I'm doing here. But then it was just like, oh, no, the controllers, like, you need to learn about the controller. And I was like, okay, fine, I guess I'll do that. Boy, am I glad I did, because, yeah, there's there's a lot of controls here. But I didn't find it too difficult. Or like I Once I got it down, I really liked it. Yeah, see, that so that was kind of my thought, is you you mentioned it being kind of overly complicated. And in a weird way, my first thought was, what are you talking about? It's not – it because I'm thinking about how I play it now and I have it down so I don't want to say so well because I'm sure I, I don't actually but I at least know <laughs> what I'm doing with the controller enough that it once you know it feels comfortable and that was my biggest concern of this so um, as Andrew knows and at least I, I recently have myself at least a PC of sorts it's not good enough to run most modern games but it runs games and so I started a, I started this playing on my pc mouse and keyboard I, I i mean i have a history of these games i love starcraft warcraft all of those i was never a big age of empires person but i played them and just immediately firing it back up like i was loving it i started even with the first age of empires and i was so hesitant to pick it up on the controller but as soon as i put picked it up on controller i have not put it back on mouse and keyboard since because i just i actually like it more and like one of the things that you told me before i started is that they simplified a lot of things in ways that yeah. man automated I, it. Well, yeah, automated it, which in my mind is really simplifying it. And it's probably one of my favorite things about it because I sometimes am hesitant with RTS games as much as I just talked about how much I love them. And, <laughs> uh, but especially on console, I'm, I, I don't know. The, the controller doesn't usually lend well for me. And this was just, I think, so well done. And I, I really appreciate it. So, yeah, I, I just couldn't get over how good they did with it, in my opinion. Yeah. So, uh, real quick, for some pro tips with the controller already. Uh, as soon as you start, I highly recommend you go to options, go to controller, and turn off magnetism uh, reticle snap. Hated that option. That one just, it, it slowed me down so much when I'm trying to place down multiple buildings. Because your reticle literally will snap to the nearest person or building. So if you're trying to put buildings like close to each other, it just snaps to like another building. It was annoying. I highly recommend you just turn that off. You saw me struggling with trying to select a particular thing. Yeah, and you're just, yeah, you're just like, give me the controller. And yeah. it, it really, at first I was just like, I don't know if I like this. And then I was like, no, I definitely like this. Yeah, no, yeah, I highly recommend you turn that magnetism reticle snap off. But I, the other thing too, well, during the tutorial... On the very last, the fifth one, the game talks about like an advanced interface. I did not realize this was like a controller option. So as Keith was saying, the one big thing that they automated with the controller that I love is you set a guideline for all your peasants. So you don't have to keep selecting a peasant. Peasant, go to tree, chop tree. This peasant, go to the wood, do this, go to the stone, do this. You don't have to do those micromanaging tasks with every single peasant. Instead with the controller, what they did is you have a pie graph of what you want. So you're saying like, oh, I want 70% on food, 10% on gold, 10% on stone, like 20% on wood. 
Did that equal 100? I just did that quickly. I don't even know. <laughs> I just anyway, 70, so. 10, 10, and 20. No, 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 that's not right. But anyway, whatever. <laughs> nobody's, nobody's paid attention. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you just do a pie graph of what you want. And the peasants, as soon as you build them, they just go and do it. They, they evenly divide up according to this pie graph. Super easy. I love it. But so like as I, as I said, the uh, fifth uh, tutorial taught you about advanced controls which, yeah, you can turn on, you press start, go to the controller, and switch it to advanced controls. That one you, like, manually create your pie chart. But the game itself, like, has some preset one templates you can do and just quickly select. But you can actually personally create your own pie charts as to what you want your peasants to do. It's just, it's a really awesome feature. It makes just things going so much smoother. See, one thing that bothers me about the game, and I, once I get, like, a method I, I don't have to change it. Like, so for me, like, and I actually was telling you, I was playing on standard for skirmish and it was too easy. And for me, like, I have, like, a certain part, part of the game I'm just doing, you taught me this, like, the the food in the wood. And then I expand the pie graph and I do things in a particular order and it doesn't fail me. So yeah. what's the point of changing it up? Um, so for me, like, that's kind of like one complaint that I have where it's just like, I I haven't had to change it. I There's guess. definitely times I'm glad I was able to change it. When me and Keith were playing online and we're getting some real heated battles, one took us almost three hours. Uh, I was glad I was able to personally adjust my peasants accordingly. No, what I mean is like I I felt like once I got hang in the game, like I, it felt boring to me because I was just always winning because I already had like da- Why did you down pat. Difficulty? That's when, well, then I started playing with you, and I, I did start playing with a, a different difficulty, but it was standard. But I still do the – what I'm saying is, like, even when it's harder, I still do the same thing, and I still – That's why I was trying to get you to play online. I know, but I, I, <laughs> I hate playing with – well, I did play with um with co-op with your friends. Yes. The one time yeah. I played with you against um the AIs um, – it, it was a lot of fun. My base was right next to the other base, though. Yeah. And I, that was that was weird. You didn't like being so close to me? No, I was right next to the neighbor base. Like there, no, that's where we actually had... I put us up with uh, AI teammates. Yeah. So you weren't on my team, and that's why you were so close. Yeah, but no, the one... The, the, the second time, where like... So the map was like, you were in like the... Um, northwest. I was southwest, but the southeast guy like his um oh, yeah. yeah his not gate his his wall was right next to the base that they started me with so even at the very beginning of the game their enemies were coming into my base oh you're talking about the co-op campaign yeah oh oh, oh was a campaign yes that was campaign <laughs> this is what i mean like i was just so like okay let's do this like i just <laughs> you had no idea what was going on did you even know what game we played i just knew i had to build <laughs> Well, you know, this is something that you had even said to me, Andrew, like talking about the campaign, at least like the campaign itself can feel very samey as you're going through it. It's, you know, maybe an escort mission, you know, almost like a, an early on in the technology, mid technology, and then late technology, final battle type of thing. Like it all just kind of ramps up the same way. They get to be a little bit repetitive. You just, it's almost like a different tutorial of each culture race whatever i guess the right term is that's in the game and my goodness there are so many of them which is awesome 
But term is empires. Empires. Oh yeah, Age of Empires. <laughs> that, that checks out. Good, good, smart thinking, Andrew. Your your brain is working good these days. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it. One of the things that I really appreciate about Age of Empires, like even comparing to StarCraft, Warcraft, and I don't think I appreciated this back in the day because I was more of the uh, the craft guy than the empires guy, is that. Even Kraft Mac and Cheese. Even Kraft. Oh, I still love Kraft Mac and Cheese. Don't get me started on that. I would love some mac and cheese right now. <laughs> do, you get, do you get the good one? Uh, side note? We get Annie's. Oh, we don't even get yeah. Mac and oh Annie's anymore. is good. But no, see, Kraft, what Kraft did is there's regular Kraft Mac and Cheese, and it's just not the same. They're like, here, put in like a drop of butter and a, a drop of milk. Then there's like the cheesy one. Like I think it calls it like extra creamy. Get that one. You put in enough butter, enough milk, and it's delicious. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, just uh, even though you have these 40 different empires to play with, they all have these differences that actually make them feel different, but it's all – everyone's the same. Like everyone has the same base, what, like 25 units? Same, same, but different. Exactly. Uh, yeah, they a lot. everyone for the most part has a lot of the similar units of like a militia line, pikemen – archers i mean as you said there are some differences like elephants yeah elephants Mm -hmm. if you're playing one of the asian countries uh but as you said keith um you were playing the incas yesterday and they don't have any cavalry so there are you will notice some relatively significant differences with some of them yeah and some of the empires that you're getting and you really want to pay attention to the perks too like i wasn't actually even doing that as early on i was kind of just picking random didn't matter and then those last couple games that you and i were playing well we both stopped doing random actually but it i felt like it made such a difference when we actually looked at what we were doing in advance and like kind of plotted what we wanted to do as a result andrew just told me about that that whatever um whatever you're playing as like they have different perks i didn't know do you know what (laughs) i (laughs) i the word came to my head right as i was rearranging my words (laughs) (laughs) you i feel like this game like you just love correct people i accidentally said ages of empire and his is face lit up in ages (laughs) what was i saying oh yeah the perks he told me about that, like, the last game that I played. So I really only had it once. But it was mostly, like, you know, costs are lower and stuff. But So I didn't really benefit from that. I'm sure they told me in the tutorial, and I wasn't listening. Yeah, but, I yeah, I, I, well, and, typical and is. Most of them aren't so significant unless, unless you, I guess, you know to play to them, if that makes sense. Um kind of like the the ones where you knew that like it was going to cost you no gold for certain ones you could like plan in advance that you wanted to massively produce those certain certain units yeah which was great like i said when i was able to on my controller adjust my peasants pie chart of like oh this race just this empire needs more food so i'm like cool i need more peasants on food then and i would just start dumping more into that but i i love just how these empires play differently they're not like it, it always like changes up the gameplay a little bit. Like you said, Keith, I do agree. The campaign is a lot of rinse and repeat. I think I literally said this like two episodes ago of like when you're playing kind of a generic RPG, the campaign is very much up, oh, build your base, attack the enemy. You killed the enemy next level up. Oh, we're resetting your base. Do it all over again. Rinse and repeat. And unfortunately Jurassic the World. campaign, that's where you yeah, said it. 
Ah, that's right. Yeah. In which this is unfortunately a little bit like that. But I never really got too tired of it. Like I said, this was always... What's great about Age of Empires 2 is this is something you can always pick up and play and put down and come back to it. Like, when I started this, like, I know what I'm doing. I have a base. I I build some peasants. They mine some minerals. And, you know, I build an army. So it's, it's not, like, overly complicated. You don't have to, like, go crazy with it. But what I loved about the controller... I want to go back to that real quick. What's so good about the controller... Like, what, is it better than mouse and keyboard? No. I still think if you want to go hard competitive, mouse and keyboard. Which, I did test it out. You absolutely can hook up a mouse and keyboard to your Xbox, and it works great. You just got to go to options and change the controller input to mouse and keyboard, and you can play just like it. You still have... The Xbox interface is different from the PC, so there are still some things, even if you're playing with the mouse and keyboard, you can still kind of see it was designed for the controller, but it works with the keyboard. But what I loved about the keyboard or the uh, controller is it's relaxing. Like I even when we're playing online, to me it didn't feel like the super sweaty competition. It was just like I want to sit back, relax, and just you know play a real time strategy game with my controller. And it was like a relaxing time. Like if I want to play more competitive, I know I could hook up a mouse and keyboard and start doing control groups and micromanaging everything like that. You can do control groups with the controller, but it's just it's a little bit clunky. Yeah, I, I just think it's so relaxing to play this with the controller. But with that, with the competitive, I like that. And a lot of games that have crossplay do this, so it's not exactly like, wow, new or genre defining. But the fact that you can turn on whether or not you want to do crossplay with mouse and keyboard, so you can kind yeah. of keep it at your skill level. Because <coughs> that's, that's what we were doing last night or the, the last couple nights is we were playing competitive with, I think, just controller only, right? So yeah, um, so we were up against I don't know our our own skill length in that way, but yeah, but, I just I I love that I felt like even though I was largely doing so much of the same things, every game itself felt so different because you just have to strategize differently to how the other team is playing and what race or what empire they're playing as. Like it's just it's so much fun to play online. But yeah, like. Like, you were kind of originally hinting at Keith. Like, none of the empires felt overpowered. There was never like, oh, if you're playing the English, you're going to win right away. I never felt like we were being stomped. Like, oh, I'm the Incas and he's the English. Like, I there's I, there's no way I'm going to win. Like, as long... Like, everyone still has pretty generic units. It is kind of a rock, paper, scissors of, like, cavalry beat archers. Archers beat infantry. Infantry can beat cavalry. So, you, as long as you kind of focus on what you're building and what the enemy's building, you can still come out on top um but yeah i mean what was it the other night i think you mentioned it we had that one last game it was it was the almost the classic like let's just do one more game it was already a little late it was like one in the morning and little did we know we were getting into the battle of a lifetime three hours later in three forty-five in the morning uh, <laughs> i don't know about you but i did not feel great the next morning i mean surprisingly i actually felt pretty good uh, and that's actually, luckily, thanks to our sponsor for this episode, Magic Mind. Uh, Magic Mind are these two-ounce elixirs that are full of natural ingredients that help boost your energy and help you maintain your focus and help you be more productive. And I've been taking it for four days now. And sure enough, yeah, when we were playing that night, Keith, I like had no jitters. I was just like, I was just mentally focused. And so when we were playing that game. I was just like, all right, 
was like, this is getting late. Like, I didn't realize how late it was until I saw the clock. And then I was just like, okay, uh, yeah, we need to end this game. <laughs> well, I think it must be extra good to working overnights. Yeah. Because, I mean, that that's because it's 12-hour shifts that you work. Yeah. And so that, your gamer and your parent, and those three <laughs> are kind of like the triple whammy, right? Yeah. So I work in the healthcare. I mostly work in the ICUs. So I am very busy throughout the night. And yeah, fortunately, I work third shift. And if anyone who's worked third shift, it's it's not a good time. My entire diet is usually just mass amounts of coffee. Like, I think before every shift, I drink like 16 ounces. Like, I drink way too much coffee. It's very unhealthy. But ever since we've been taking Magic Mind, I it's been really like a game changer for me. I've So normally when I start my shift, which is usually 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., you know, as soon as I start my shift, I'm usually drinking my coffee a little bit. It takes like you know, 30, 45 minutes and taking my time. But, you know, I never know what I'm called when, you know, something's going down and I got to be ready and get going and be productive. So and I never know when that's going to happen. So usually when I'm drinking coffee, like it lasts me till like one o'clock. And then when I have lunch, I try to have a soda to get more caffeine to get me going more. And anyone who's taking caffeine or energy drinks, like it just makes you jittery. It just increases your heart rate. Like it's it's not something that makes me feel productive. Like I'll feel tired mentally, but I'm just like, I can feel my body going and I'm just like, I'm not there. By the end of my shift, I'm just fried. But I, I will say, like, I was thoroughly surprised how well this product worked. I, like I would just, I would drink only like eight ounces of my coffee. I'd drink maybe half of it and I would take a magic mind because they say you could take it with your coffee or replace your coffee. And I fully agree with that. Like I, this is kind of a stupid analogy, but I legitimately like, for anyone who's seen the old Popeye cartoons, you know, when Popeye takes a can of spinach and gets super mm-hmm. strong. A stupid analogy to this, that's kind of what I felt like. Because they're just two-ounce shots. There's just these super tiny things. I'd pop it, and just, like, within an hour, I'm just, like, I feel jazzed. Like, See, I felt it the first day, and I was a little skeptical about it, like, maybe yeah. replacing coffee. Because I come, like, my family, we're all... Two to three minimum for coffees. Like you come to like someone like a family member's house and it's just like, should I put a pot on? Like that's just like who we are. Yeah. And the first morning that I took it, I took it before my coffee. And usually I'm always tempted by tempted by the second cup because he works overnights. I get up with a toddler at six a.m. Joy that time of the morning, <laughs> um, and I'm always tempted with a second cup. And I I felt like I didn't need one. And then my afternoon coffee, which is usually around between like eleven to twelve thirty. I felt like I didn't need it, but I still wanted the taste because I was so used to it. Like I, so I put on a decaf, yeah. and that was the first day, and I was like, "This is weird." And I also like when you get up at six a.m., like you don't want to do the put away the dishes right away. And you, like you came home and I, the dishes were already put away. <laughs> it was like it was awesome. You're like I did so many tasks today. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, I listed one task. Like, well, I need to go to bed. <laughs> it's early for me, but yeah, I was I was way impressed with this like i have a high tolerance for caffeine so for me i was just like "Ah, i don't know how much this is actually to work for me but man it has made third shift so much easier for me but yeah as we said it has a bunch of natural ingredients in it It as matcha which contains way less caffeine than coffee but also contains compounds that help extend the benefits of caffeine it has other ingredients like ashwagandha no idea what that is but it works it helps relieve stress and anxiety and i can fully admit that it really does. Like by the end of my 12 hour shift working in ICU, I'm just like, I'm good. Like I, I don't feel like frazzled. I don't feel like I'm like going insane. So the ingredients of this 
you know, half this stuff I don't even know. I'm, I'm a meat and potatoes kind of guy. I know, Liz, you're into a lot of this health stuff. But I can just honestly say that it this product works really well. So if you're like me and you're looking for something to replace your coffee or take something with your coffee, just something more natural, highly recommend this product. Magic Vine, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode and showing me this awesome product. As I've been really digging it. But if you would like to try the product out for yourself, go to magicmind.co slash gamepassgrabbag and use our promo code gamepass, one word, to get either 20% off a one-time purchase or 56% off the subscription service, which our subscription discount code is only available for a limited time. So if you are interested, get onto that as soon as you can. And that URL again, magicmind.co slash gamepassgrabbag. But that's discount code gamepass, G-A-M-E-P-A-S-S, one word. But uh, but Keith, but since we were talking about the multiplayer though, we, we got to talk more about the multiplayer in this game. Because, so Liz, you even mentioned too, this game has co-op campaign and it has online play. I, I will say, I loved playing multiplayer. I, I have a long history of Age of Empires playing multiplayer. Back in, I used to play this in my college years with my friends. We used to play it until six in the morning, which it's like reliving again here with you, Keith, playing till four. But it's just, I feel like the multiplayer is just endless fun. I also I, feel like too, like people can get a little uh, competitive, especially playing against your friends. Because even we weren't playing against each other, but you were like, when uh, when you first set it up accidentally that um, we were on the same team, but we were supposed to be, you're like, Liz, why, why are you at my bush? And I'm like, I'm not at your bush. I have my own bush. <laughs> and then, because there's other ways to get food too. I mean, there's farms, there's fishing, all kinds of stuff. I'm like, why do you care about a bush? I'm not near your bush. And then he realized that it was the, uh, what? Those are my berries. <laughs> I'm saying the word bush a lot. <laughs> yes, you were. You said it 20 times. But still, I just like that you were you were so territorial at the beginning. And then we were playing with um we were playing with Max and Melissa. They're like, "Oh, sorry. I'm like I'm near your whatever." I'm just like, "I don't care." People <laughs> I I, I can see why people get so territorial. She's just very polite. She was she was great. Um but yeah, so I it was also, and that was when I barely started playing the game, and Max came was like, "Oh, you guys want to play?" And I was just like, Ugh, "I barely <laughs> know the controllers." I'm like, "Come on, Liz." <laughs> yeah, that was really intimidating, especially because um, I don't play with them very often, and I was afraid I was going to make a fool of myself. But um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I just like though, too, and and this is again, I'm kind of just stealing things that you said, Andrew. But was the fact that it's the type of game and this can be said for any real-time strategy i'm sure but you can just you can see where you're going wrong and you can feel yourself getting better like the more and more you play it and it and even within a game it's like i mean obviously it can go wrong and ugly so quickly and we learned that one of the games i think actually the only one we lost but it can it can turn in a heartbeat but for the most part it's a it can be pretty forgiving because another thing that in the realm of real-time strategies, one of the things that I think I like about Age of Empires as well is that it's a fairly slow playing real-time strategy without feeling like you're just playing in mud. Yeah. Like it's it's a hard thing to explain, but just if, if you're familiar with the genre and you've played, you know, StarCraft, you know that you can just build 20 Zerglings and finish a game in five minutes. But with age of empires like that's not really that possible i think we had a game that lasted like 35 minutes 
but that was just because they were that actually <laughs> bad. It, it was it was actually almost impressive how bad they were. But but outside of that, like no matter how much you felt like you were in control of a game, it really felt like you needed to build a massive army and really put an onslaught on them to to fully dismantle them before you could take them out. So it's just, I don't know, it, it's something I appreciate about the game. Yeah, I, I fully agree, Keith. Like like you said, that is the, my, one of my favorite things about real-time strategy games. Because like when you play something like a first-person shooter, Apex, Call of Duty, whatever, you get you get killed by someone and you're just like, like how did they kill me? Like, like how can I improve? Like I got gimmicks. I got shot in the back. Yeah, stupid gimmicks. People drop shot and or camping in a corner, like stupid stuff like that. It's just like, like how do you improve your gameplay to prevent some jabroni hiding in a corner blasting you in the face? Like it, it just it just frustrates me, and sometimes I get irritated with those games. But yeah, like you said, the real time strategy game, like oh that guy just killed me with a bunch of generic militiamen. So instantly in your mind, you're like, I know why I lost. Now I need to figure out how do I counter that? How do I stop that from happening again? And just that's what I think is so fun. Even though it is a lot of generic of, oh, start over, build a base again, do this again. You're constantly thinking of, he might do it this way. He might come from this angle. I need to build a defense there. I need to do this. It's just, and it's just a blast. And to me, this wasn't like, a, like I didn't feel angry. When we lost, I still just had a ton of fun. Like and that's also a very weird feeling <laughs> in a game when you lose to still be like, that was fun. I want to do that again. I always <laughs> just think when I lose that somebody else is happy and I'm okay with it. It's just like... And- Liz, you're so wholesome. I, know. I love it. Just like with Generation Zero and you're just like, I'll let people loot my house when I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> let me make a basket of goodies for them. <laughs> well, I was like thinking about that when you were playing Apex today because I, I, I love watching Andrew play Apex and it's just like when you're like number two but it's just like but they were really fighting hard for that that win and when the other team won it's just like you know they're they're excited they're probably happy <laughs> <laughs> this is one way to look, look at it but uh but it's funny too because I'm also like weirdly competitive in some ways like Andrew and I just got Fitbits and I mean, the best thing about it is the find my phone feature. Andrew no longer gets upset <laughs> every like, t- like 10 times a day. I'm like, Andrew, have you seen my phone? <laughs> but anyways, so I'm really competitive with like, we have like this work week hustle. And last week I went like a little too hard and I was like, I, I really wanted to to win. <laughs> and I just think it's funny because I'm really not competitive in nature, but there's just certain things that I get like really fixing. I think it's too, because it's also like, you know, it's it's beneficial to me to try my hardest to be like in first because that means I'm getting more exercise, you yeah. know? Um, but with video games, I don't really feel that way. <laughs> it's weird. I also wasn't in sports, like I'm not really athletic, so it's like I didn't it, that that didn't come from sports either. <laughs> I'm getting my butt kicked this week though, I tell you. I need to go in and you know, I'm not gonna win this week, but <laughs> <laughs> But uh I played the uh, co-op campaign with both of you guys. What did you guys think of the co-op campaign? I thought it was pretty fun. I, we only did like two missions, I think. Although it was, what was, I think it was actually the first one. We learned a very valuable lesson. Yeah, we lesson played it wrong. Really? Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't really necessarily apply to Age of Empires, I guess. Maybe just a general gaming tip. Pay attention to what they're telling you. Because we didn't. And um, 
we found out at the end of the level that I could have had a base the whole time to build units and collect resources. Instead, I just relied on Andrew sending me resources as I begged for them <laughs> to build my my uh, army. So anyway, yeah, valuable gaming lesson. Pay attention to what they're telling you. But I thought it was pretty fun. It What I did like is kind of that it took a little bit of that rinse and repeat from the little we played, and it made it feel... I don't know, fresh in a way because we had to work together and strategize how we wanted to do, you know, take on the the mission. But all in all, I think I'd still rather just go play. Not even if it's not ranked, I'd rather just go play online against other people. I also think too, when we were playing Andrew, you got all the relics before we had any fight whatsoever. And then, so the next time you're like, okay, no relics this time. (laughs) So for me, I also think with the campaign, like I like the fighting part. Well, that wasn't campaign. Collecting the relics was skirmish. I can't keep (laughs) do Do you forget the game we played? I don't know what's happening. I genuinely thought that was campaign. The other one wasn't campaign. That was a skirmish match. I know what skirmish matches are when I'm playing alone. Versus campaign. Um, I don't know why I can't figure it out in multiplayer, but that's okay. Campaign's level we were playing was when you were building elephants. Do you remember that? That was Kibby, yes. Okay. Yeah. And you had to rescue me. Yep. Because like I said, (laughs) well, it's funny. Because, <laughs> well, because I was saying earlier that like once I had a method, it worked. But like this was that was the game where the enemy is right next to me, and you start off, and they're just like coming in the base and attacking me. It's like I haven't even gotten any barracks people yet. Um, that was like that a different scenario. Yep. But yeah, you did, and I remember you got an achievement for creating forty of the elephant dudes. Yep. Um. I mean, not. Is that the technical? I was just gonna say, not. They weren't men that were elephants, like or like a hybrid. (laughs) They were riding the elephants into battle. (laughs) With that, with that (laughs) elephantar. (laughs) They're an extinct species. (laughs) You read about them in the history books. (laughs) I know this. As we were saying, this game is very historically accurate. (laughs) You know, when the elephant band came to town. Do you think? Do you think if you had a half man, half elephant, would would the elephant or human half be proportionally larger or smaller to match the like, or would you just have like a tiny human torso? I think a tiny human torso. Think about a centaur is usually depicted as a regular human man torso Um, with a horse body. See, I just think of the Breakfast Club. Elephant when they say like, was it elephantitis of the butt or something? On the Breakfast Club, they're talking about elephantitis. That's a thing, right? I, it is. I think it's. Well, came out in the eighties, so it's been a hot minute. (laughs) But otherwise, yeah, you would have just a a giant elephant head that couldn't walk (laughs) on a human body. I mean, I feel like the only and beneficial thing would be the trunk. Make eating you, you could game and then your trunk could do all the scooping for you. Your snack ratio for gaming. <laughs> the trunk would just drag along the tiny human body. <laughs> it could wrap around you and keep you warm in the winter. There's so many benefits to having an elephant trunk. <laughs> but would the human heart be able to pump enough blood to support the elephant head? That's that's the real question. I'd say yes. Probably not. I don't think I've so. Some pretty big people. <laughs> I don't know. 
I mean, it's not like. I mean, you're you're assuming that it is going to be the size of an actual elephant trunk. It could just you could just get one that would suit your body. I'm not talking about getting a suit. I'm talking about if this was a real. <laughs> <laughs> Weird, weird topic. I'll just listen, elephant people. I've always wanted to be able to make the elephant like it's a trumpet kind of sound. I don't know why I'm using my arm to fling up, but I, I've always wished like, do you know how you can like obviously mimic like different animals and stuff? I can't do it. I suppose you can't. You actually do a decent Chewbacca, and you can't do an elephant. Can you do it? Maybe no. I can figure out how to do it. By... I also don't want to try. I'm just like, I already, like, I know that I can't do it. Keith, can you make an elephant no, noise for I'll, me, please? I'll edit it out, Liz, if it's bad. No. <laughs> Keith needs to do it. <laughs> I can't do worse than that. Just go. kidding. Just kidding. No, thanks. No, because they kind of, like, blow like a raspberry, right? Liz, you're such a liar. You said you'd do it if I did <laughs> I did not say that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. You said Keith has to do it. Yeah. I thought yeah, it was more it. like a raspberry type noise. <laughs> <laughs> I, just went to do it. I just went Please to do us. it and my body was just like, ooh. <laughs> this, this going, it goes like, is that raspberries? But you, no, but you, like with the, like the big noise. I physically can't bring myself to do it because I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> this is a 15-minute segment. <laughs> it's, it's like the raspberries, but the big noise. This is why we need a video podcast because people need to see Liz doing this. <laughs> it it, it, it kind of looks... Elephant trunk. Yeah, and it, was, it almost looked a little bit like the Michael Jackson through <laughs> dancing <laughs> So anyways, Age of Empires is really fun. <laughs> what did you guys think of the music? <laughs> there was a lot of elephant noises. Liz, what did they sound like? I thought the voice acting was great. I love the different accents. Whether they were actually um, authentic. Like, uh, no, but authentic, like, I mean, you got like French people and Bulgarians and stuff. Like if, if someone's like, is this like a real Bulgarian accent? Like, I mean, I uh, don't know. I think so, actually. Because uh, I actually, is it this one? I might be thinking of Age of Empires 3. I know they, they redid some of the voice acting because it wasn't authentic enough. I think it might have been three because it was about Native – I think it was the Native Americans. They purposefully, like, redid and made sure they hired natural-speaking Native Americans. I, I remember reading an article about that. I don't know if they did it for two, Age of Empires 2 here. But I think so. I will say the most annoying sound is the, the animals. The, the, well, yeah. I guess you could say all the animals, but the llamas were the worst. It was just like, eh. It literally was that noise. It was the worst noise ever. 
I thought the elephant sounded good. <laughs> I know. I like good. that you can send the um the the certain domesticated animals just to the the slaughterhouse. Yeah. 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 Have them graduate from Bovine University. But there weren't any... It was convenient. Yeah. There weren't any noises that really annoyed me. Even the ones that you heard a lot. But I thought overall it was good. There wasn't any, like, epic music, I feel like. Uh, I mean, well, this game has the most classic voice acting. Uh, the priest. They still keep the priest when they, they're converting people. They go, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, that's a classic. I don't think I converted anybody. Ah. Uh, I think I did, but not too frequently. I mean, I usually I just used priests for relics and then sent them off to to die. Ah, see, that's a it's a classic sound, and the achievement's even called Wololo. Nice for converting a thousand people, which is a very hard achievement. But uh, yeah, I mean, the music itself is relatively generic. There were some during the cutscenes, right? Yeah, there's the 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 voice acting during the cutscenes are actually really good. All the cutscenes in between telling the story is all voice acted, and I think it actually tells a pretty good story. But um, graphics, let's let's get into that. So this is a obviously definitive edition, so it's like HD remastered, you know, improved graphics. If you're playing on the PC, you do have the option to not install the HD textures. So if you're like me and Keith and don't have a very strong computer, you can actually not opt to download the HD uh, textures, and that'll help your performance a little bit better. But obviously with the Xbox console, if you're playing that, you're all good to go because every Xbox console is the same. But the graphics, if, if you guys looked at any of the classic pictures? I haven't, but I bet you that's my issue. Is I bet you, because I, I was telling you I can run it on, I run it on the lowest setting and it still gives me issues if I take it off a of windowed mode, but I bet it's because I have the HD. I if I took that off, I bet I could do it. Probably. I might have to try it, but I also just have it set up on Xbox. Um, but no, I didn't look at any of the classic stuff. It's it's crazy. Like when I look at this game, it's hard for me to remember what the old style looked like. Because to me, like I look at this game, I'm like oh yeah, this looks like Age of Empires. Like it, it to me, it feels like it's the same graphics as the old style. But when you look at the old style, you're like, man, that's pretty rough looking. Because I think it's crazy. This game's from like I said, I, it was '98 or '99. And it still holds up very well, gameplay-wise and graphically. Like, obviously, with the HD graphics, my favorite is the crumbling buildings. I love the way the crumbling building looks. They break up into a million tiny little squares and just, like, fall apart. I will say, sometimes it's hard to see if you're actually targeting the gate, if there's a lot of enemies around. That's the difficult part with the controller. That was a little frustrating. Yeah. It can even... Even with the mouse and keyboard, it can be a little bit tricky at times. It's definitely far superior trying to do it with a mouse and keyboard but yeah it's it's a it's a minor gripe but i agree i definitely agree yeah but uh achievements so as i said uh the achievements i would not recommend this game for achievement hunters because there is a lot of them i think there's like 200 achievements was it uh 201 and the total is 2035 gamer score yeah a lot of gamers so andrew you're you're number one this week 470 with 75 achievements. Keith, you're in second, 155 with 26 achievements. And I'm in last with 135 and 22 achievements. I mean, it's sad. I've put literally days into this game and I only have 400 games. Yeah. Uh, you, you get a, like, achievements are peppered in all over the place. So, like Vampire Survivor, if you're looking for a game 
just to get achievements for Microsoft reward points. This is great because you get an achievement every time you win a game with any of the like 40 rate empires. You get achievements just from doing just a lot of everything. But I will complain about the achievements here because there are some that are specific for certain campaign missions. But it's since there's over 200 achievements, like they expect you to dig through this massive list to go, oh, the second Genghis Khan mission, make sure none of your troops die. Like, you have achievements like that that are very specific to that mission. But it's like, how are you supposed to find that when you have a list of 200 achievements? Like, they, they need to come up with an easier way to, like, show, like, hey, there's an achievement available on this map to do this objective. Because, yeah, yeah, there's just a lot you got to take through. But the achievements, like, they're at least kind of fun to try to do those ones if you can find them. But you can also pull them online. I'm sure there's some websites that have uh, made it more convenient for you. They just, Microsoft didn't do it for you here in this game. I will say, though, with the, the numbers of achievements, it, at least if you're looking for that kind of feel-good, and, and you were kind of saying for, like, the daily achievement quests or whatever, but uh, just feeling like you're getting a lot of achievements, this game does a great job at it. They're just all worth, like, five points. Yeah, worth very little. I also... I also think I, I saw it last night and I didn't read it fully, but there's like two different types of random you can pick. And I think one of them is specifically it will randomly pick a empire that you haven't played with before. There's th- there's so, three randoms technically. Oh, really? Yeah, well, I see, I saw two. There's that one you said where. Oh, in the mirror. Yeah, the right? mirror is like another kind of random one. What happens if all f- everybody selects mirror? Does it just pick one race for The everybody? game breaks. The, the, yeah. the servers shut down. And... Wait, what's Mirror? <laughs> Age of Empires just goes offline for a week. <laughs> like, ah, somebody did it again. Hank. Yeah, so as Keith would say, there's like three kind of ways you can pick random when you're playing multiplayer. You could do, you know, give me a random empire that I've never played before. Or give me a random empire regardless, regardless of whether I played them or not. And then Mirror, where you will play as the empire your opponent is playing as. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so your way to kind of like... So it's like it's it's a nice feature to like make it so you can just play what they're playing. Like, oh, someone really likes the Spanish. Let me see why they like them so much. So I love the the empire selection with that. But uh, well, it helps make achievements easier too in some ways. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's get into our final thoughts here. Uh, so for me, like I said, I've been playing Age of Empires since I was a young kid, back in the day on my old computer. Like I said, I played in my college years with my friends, playing up till like 6 in the morning, getting some really heated arguments, threatening to punch each other. But, man, I have so many great memories of this. I'm so glad they came out with it on the console and they had a controller support. I Not that I prefer it better than the mouse and keyboard, but just the controller, as I said, is such a fun, relaxing time. It's I highly recommend it for just, you know, playing it if you're just... The campaign it works really well with. Forgot to mention... Um, so for xCloud, I can't believe they did this too. This game also has touch controls for xCloud. Yeah, really wild. I actually tried it. Uh, you'll have to change the options a little bit because you normally with the controller have to hold right trigger to bring up a wheel to build stuff. So you have to hold right trigger, move the left stick, then press A. So when you're doing touch controls, like obviously you don't have triggers. So it's, it's a little difficult. So you have to go to the options and change it where you just press the right trigger when you play it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. But overall, it wasn't awful playing touch controls. I, I wouldn't recommend doing competitive, but doing campaign, I actually played a little bit. It was just like, yeah, that actually isn't that bad. Uh, so as far as an X-Cloud game goes, 
I actually recommend it a lot, whether you have a controller or not, because it's also super easy to save. So just press pause and go to quick save right there, and boom, your game saved. You can pick it up later. So yeah, I actually recommend it for xCloud. Um, but overall, like Age of Empires, it has aged like a fine wine. This game is still fantastic. If you've never played Age of Empires, you absolutely need to check this game out. Like, even if you don't like real-time strategy games, like, it's still just cool to play this game and kind of see, like, this was something that really got the competitive real-time strategy game, like, in motion and, like, into the mainstream. I'm going to give it a 95. Just adding controllers to the board just made this game so much better. You know, I, I wish the campaign was a little better. Like I said, a lot of the missions get a little samey and repetitive. Like, my favorite campaign real-time strategy game is StarCraft Two. Like, all the StarCraft Two games... Like, every level you played was so unique and different what you're doing for a task. In this, it's very much build a base, build an army, kill the enemy, you win. So, that's that's my biggest complaint. But besides that, this game is just hours of fun. This is a definite Desert Island game. Anyway, that's enough talking yeah. to me. You can go ahead, Keith. Yeah, I wasn't sure. <clears throat> I was wondering if you liked the game or not. <laughs> but, Thanks. But it's funny, because I... Like I knew I was gonna like this game, but I, I, I didn't necessarily really think I was gonna enjoy it as much as I did. I, 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 as I said, I have a weird history with real-time strategy games in that I've played so many of them, or at least I could say I've played all of the biggest ones. And uh, like when I used to play Warcraft and Starcraft, I went to the custom games. Like I. I I remember playing Dota before it was Dota, before it was League of Legends, all of those things. Yeah, was yeah, it called like Battle of the I'm, Ancients or something like that? No, it was just called Dota. It, it, oh, it well, Defense of the Ancients was Dota. Yeah, never mind. That was a stupid yeah, comment. It, <laughs> but yeah, all that to say, like, it, StarCraft and Warcraft, I didn't want to play the real-time stuff. And I didn't care about campaign stuff. So I just, I did that. But Age of Empires is just such a different feel. Like we, like I mentioned earlier, it just it's it's not more forgiving, but it it just feels like more of a level playing field when you're playing against other people, and it it's so much more refreshing that it feels like you kind of have a chance in any given game. But you have to pay attention, you have to know what you're doing, and you have to learn from your mistakes. So it's just. I don't know. It's it's a ton of fun, and I I probably will keep playing this at least on and off. I know it's you will, Andrew, obviously, but oh, yeah. I I I can actually see myself just picking this up, even though as much as I didn't like the campaign as much, just picking up the campaign when I got twenty minutes to kill or an hour to kill, it's it's kind of nice. So uh, I think I would give it. You know what? I'm going to go to a ninety-two because I was going to say ninety, but you're right that. I feel like it deserves some extra bonus points because the controller support is, I, like, I think it's better even than say Halo Wars, which was built for controller. Yeah. So I I actually would give it bonus points for its controller support. I feel bad. I'm giving it an 81. <laughs> I really thought Liz, you're off the podcast, <laughs> right? I really thought I was gonna absolutely love this. Well, because I loved it when I used to play it, like a stupid long time ago it just couldn't hold my attention and i didn't really want to play it uh, every once in a while like I, I would find it relaxing but i will give it like the benefit of the doubt too because i started watching some new shows <laughs> here we I, go no but like that that's the thing like i my i'm it 
they got really good this like this week when I'm watching my TV shows and they got so good. And so, I mean, it was really hard to compete with that. But, <laughs> but no matter what, I did put like double the time that where we have to give a game. So I did enjoy it enough that I put in the extra time. But I mean, I don't know how often I'll pick it up. I mean, maybe if, you know, you guys wanted to play or something, I'd, I'd boot it up, but eh. Look, yeah, Medic. Liz, you're playing a ranked game with us. We're going to we're gonna help you win against other people. I, I will try it. I do feel bad. Like I, like I said, I mean, 81, I feel like, I feel bad giving that because, like, I mean, I, I used to love it, but I, I did give it, like, kind of the benefit of that with that, too, where it's just like, I just haven't been in the mood to play with people online either, so I don't know. Not even me. Huh. I that's the thing I did play with you. (laughs) I didn't I didn't like High Five Rush, and everyone else does. Live your own truth. Um, Looking at Metacritic, uh, Xbox One, TBD, and eight point nine, and then Series X, eighty seven and eight point six. So, those are pretty good scores. No review from. No, there's not a lot. I mean, it's because it's Age of Empires. Everyone knows this game's great. You just gotta check it out. That's the thing. I I I used to love it, and now I like it. That's that's how I will word it. <laughs> All right, but I think that's gonna do it for us this week. Thank you to Magic Mind for supporting us. So please go out support them, and it also helps support us. Make sure you use our link at MagicMind.co/slash/GamePassGrabBag with our code GamePass one word, and get your discount. I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird0952. If you have any game suggestions, please, we would love to hear from you. Or if you just want to say hi to us, we always love hearing from you guys. It, it always makes our day. Uh, you can email us at gamepassgrabbag at gmail.com or hit us up on our Facebook or Twitter at GBGBPod. Or like I said, you can send me a message to Xbox Live. I always love that. And if you haven't yet, please, wherever you listen to us, please make sure you leave us a review. It really helps us out. It helps us get exposure. It's a case in point with the sponsorship. So thank you to all who have taken the time to give us a review. We greatly appreciate it. Keith. I've been Keith. Um, I don't think this game was a recommendation. It wasn't. Andrew didn't, he didn't thank anyone. I just wanted so to play I don't this. Think it was. But, you know, if you're looking for games that are, like, good to recommend, like, here's a great example. This is a game I enjoyed. So, you know, if you want to make me happy and recommend games that I enjoy, here's a great example of one. Uh, we'll be playing an upcoming listener pick soon, probably more than one. Oh, yeah. So we'll we'll see if you did a good job, too. Hopefully you did. <laughs> I don't know. It's I, Maybe I'll just rate our listeners. Yeah, it's going to be a segment. You're going to rate our listeners and their recommendations. <laughs> You get a two of ten. Bad recommendation. <laughs> Do not recommend this user. And I'm Liz Noob, Gamertag Common I'm Dean, and I'm on Twitter at Liz Noob Noob BZW, and I am starting an Instagram too. Liz the Noob oh. Noob BZW. Wait, for, for us? No, for me. Liz the Noob Noob BZW. Oh. <laughs> I mean, actually, no. Do you know what? I think I did start one, but then we're like, what do we post? Like pictures of, uh, of Keith's cat? Like that's <laughs> that's all we can think of. But now that we've been doing this for a long time, that was at, like the beginning. I mean, we could do that. But I mean, Facebook and Instagram are like the same thing. I think we could just make it so that anything we post on Facebook just posts on Instagram. It's true, too. I don't know how that works. Instagram is well, about pictures, that out, please. And thank you. We're so good at social media. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, everyone. We love you all. We'll see you again next week. Bye, guys. Bye.